0: Welcome to the Psych Movie Minute podcast and I'm your host Joshua Plum and I'm here with a guest today Dr. Carrie Ann Williams welcome to the show
1: thank you it's good to be here
0: yeah so you're joining us for episode number four and so as we've done before we are watching the year of spectacular men from 2017 and we're talking about aspects of mental health associated with it but before we launch into that Uh, I thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about our guest here, and uh, so we actually met in our training at uh, Brown University. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Kiryanne.
1: Yeah, so I am a child and adolescent psychiatrist, um, and uh, I, you know, Um, after graduating from the fellowship program at Brown decided to stay in the New England area but moved to Cambridge and uh, so I've I've been working as as a psychiatrist in clinical practice for I guess this would be about year eight ish I guess it's 2021 now I graduated in 2012 um, from the fellowship program and currently I am a uh, like a medical director of an organization, and um, and I work at a therapeutic school, like a school where kids live and and they go to school there,
0: yeah.
1: um, And they have um, different kinds of uh, emotional issues, behavioral issues that um, are addressed at the school. And then I just I kind of go there, I help with the assessments, I help with managing medications, that sort of thing. So,
0: um, yeah. Now, Carrie and you're also incredibly modest too. You also do a radio program of your own.
1: Yes, I do. So I, I um, last year decided to launch a, a radio show uh, called Black Mental Health Matters. Mm. And um, it is on a radio station that's owned and operated by uh, by a Black person. Yeah. And um, the, the entire show is kind of geared towards educating the public and uh, I guess bringing resources to folks, you know, clinics that are in the area, services that are in the area, but also elevating... Um, just the experts in the area so they have a platform to share the information they have and that would include graduate students I like having um, graduate level you know uh, doctoral candidates or fellows and residents kind of come on and and talk about their work I feel like representation matters right? um, right, and there's not enough um, providers of color so sure
0: yeah and and so um, when you when you have your particular show I know you often have Varied guests from the Massachusetts area and stuff like that. I mean, how, what what have you found to be like the the most interesting part of doing your own show like that and uh, being able to kind of um, be a spotlight for those for those different voices?
1: Oh, I I think it comes down to the fact that I enjoy teaching.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. And
1: so yeah. I enjoy sharing information with other people, and I find it to be a great challenge to. You know, convert a lot of the things that I learn in a, a very academic setting right. to make it in a form that is more interesting and um, uh, inf- informative to folks that maybe are not academics. Right. So to present right. the information in a way that is um, more, uh, I guess, uh, easy to understand for anybody. But I, I also enjoy meeting different people from different uh, areas because I learn from them as well. Right. And right. I- yeah. I think that's also one of my secret ulterior motives to teaching is that I end up learning a lot mm-hmm. by offering people opportunities to have a platform. It sure. benefits me as well as the public.
0: It doesn't it right? I mean, I mean, it's because because I I've got the impression the show. I mean, it's not it's it's geared toward the general public, right? I mean, it's and and you often touch on child mental health topics. Did did um, have you found that when you're um, doing the episodes and kind of like planning them out and stuff like that. I mean, because it, you're, you're not just uh, talking to other child psychiatrists. There's often like folks of a lot of very different professions, you know, often connected with mental health. But um, w- when you've been exposed to sort of different uh, folks from different uh, training backgrounds and stuff like that, what, what have you found to be? Is there a difference in philosophy and things like that many times?
1: That, that's a good question. I think that um, what I've found is that people from different um, backgrounds, they approach their work from just a slightly different angle so of course you know if I have a psychiatrist on the show they can bring the biological aspects and I do often lean on them a little bit more to talk about the role of medications because they're the only guests that can but they um They just bring a lot of experience. They're used to having a lot of leadership on their teams. Um, And when I bring folks from other backgrounds, psychologists, um, they also speak with a lot of authority because, of course, a lot of psychologists, they're PhD level or PsyD level. Um, And they are um, also highly experienced in their areas. And what I like is them talking about different ways to um, kind of break down therapy in a way that's kind of accessible to to Mm -hmm. folks, maybe guiding people through a meditation exercise. Um, or um, talking about mindfulness and things like that.
0: Sure. Have you found that folks like are receptive to talking about it with, with, um, you know, I think the hardest thing I think for a lot of a lot of folks is just accepting like, okay, well, maybe there's a problem that needs to be addressed in this particular manner, you know, have you found that that the public has been receptive to the audience?
1: I think that it's, it's improving for, for sure. I feel like people are starting to come around a lot more. People yeah. are more interested in trying it out. Yeah. I think the issue that I run into comes back to the lack of representation. Yeah. So I've had a lot of shows on why it it matters that we need to be able to talk about issues of race yeah. and identity and culture in therapy. But when you know folks are looking for therapists that maybe share the same racial background as them, they they can't yeah. find it. Maybe they're all full. There's just not enough of us. Um, yeah. So I think it's people are gaining interest, but they are sometimes not finding what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just finding any therapist, everybody's full these days.
0: Right. You know, I think it's it's really, really challenging. You know, finding anybody um, like certainly where we are, you know, doing this from central Pennsylvania, I mean, just finding any mental health providers that would be you know any at all it, it, it you know it is a challenge and then and then certainly if looking for folks who have experience you know working with diverse populations you know so much of america is not really that diverse you know and um i think there's always the struggle of patients having to explain themselves again and again and again and kind of like teach a therapist or you know uh, and having to just sort of justify their struggle or their experience it's frustrating um and so that definitely definitely challenge i mean hopefully you know telemedicine has improved that some but still i mean there's only so many hours in the day
1: yeah it's 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 i mean there's just so much to talk about you you brought up as like this issue of people kind of not feeling that they can bring their authentic selves with them to so yeah. therapy they could do this thing that they call code switching where right. they feel like they have to change who they are to be acceptable to the person doing the therapy yeah. but um but yeah if, if folks ever want to listen to my show it's um it's it's on 98.1 FM the urban heat um but uh, if you want to listen online it's at heat981fm.com and it's it's also on like TuneIn Radio and mm. some other platforms so
0: yeah um, before yeah. we finish this episode let's let's talk about how folks can they're not from the Boston area can tune in and listen to your show. I mean, there really aren't that I don't think there's, I don't know, I don't know, maybe there's other folks who are doing shows kind of like this out to the public, but certainly not that many, I think that talk about mental health and different communities of color Um, around. I mean, I think over the last year, it's probably been a bit better that I think there's more people are starting to discuss these things. But I don't know, I don't think there's probably enough. So
1: yeah, it's just um, Sundays at one o'clock.
0: Sundays at one o'clock. All <laughs> right, All right. So let's, let's, let's hold that thought and come back to that. So, um, in this particular show, we're, gonna, we're um, one of the reasons I think uh, you know Kathy and I wanted to do this show is again, it's kind of getting information out there, but it's also doing it in a, in a um, you know relatively like accessible, hopefully jargon-free kind of way. Um, and uh this particular film touches on many many different mental health issues we'll talk about um race and sort of multicultural identity at a later segment in the show this particular segment we're going to be watching is like essentially the um uh, a segment where the main character izzy is actually she's actually in school so i thought we would just listen to listen to or watch the episode um uh, episode minute um, and by the way, if you haven't seen this particular film, I'm not I'm not, I'm not really sure why you're listening to this, this podcast you're obviously welcome to, but you can you should go out and watch it. Um, you can find it on, I think it's streaming on like Hulu. I think you'd find it on like we're watching it on YouTube, but uh, it's there for rent. Um, you can also find it on like I think on like Amazon and a few other places like that. If you just Google it, you'll find it in places where you can you can watch it online. All right, so let's start with uh, the third minute here. Into the fourth, and so <laughs> Izzy and her sister are walking through Ow. Central Park. I'd like Park. to remind you all that my production of Mouse and Minotaur, which I directed in the is opening this Saturday right here in the theater. She's in class, the looking at her phone. She just a dumps nice a weekend. bag of trail mix on the nice all weekend. of her backpack. I uh, just leave that on. I'm sorry that I I, I need to talk to you a little bit about some class stuff. Right. Okay. You gotta do like one thing. if you don't pass my class, you don't graduate. You're right. Then here we go, Midsummer Night's Dream. Your senior year. Um you know what? No, right here. Is there a world in which Nope, there is like not a world make it Shakespeare. Please. So she gets matched up with uh, uh Ross Wyatt is in uh, to Ross a scene. Ross is minoring in theater and you're majoring in Molecular Biophysics and Biochemistry. Okay, all right. Uh, right on. Well we'll stop right there. <laughs> uh, I don't have great memories of having to learn Shakespeare in high school. <laughs> I didn't understand anything. And so in, in this particular minute, um, you know, she's it, it looks like it's a it's a theater class of some kind. She's sitting in a lecture hall. She's looking at some picture, I think it's a picture of her and her current boyfriend. They're not doing great uh, in terms of their relationship, but um, she's eating a bag of trail mix uh, at the same time, like one of those big bags you would buy, you know, in the, in the grocery store, like the $5 bag, and the whole thing dumps all, all, <laughs> all over the floor, um, uh, which is embarrassing, I think, for her, but... Um, uh, and then uh, the teacher calls on her to kind of like you know get her act together. So I don't know if you had any particular thoughts about <laughs> this particular thing, Curie, but it's
1: it's it's really interesting. I mean, it's you know at the beginning of this this classroom's theme um, kind of scene, she's really absorbed in her own thoughts. When right. She's looking at this picture and she's very kind of self focused. And so the this bag of, of Trail mix is like sitting, kind of standing very precariously, and then just kind of tips over, and the whole thing spills onto her backpack. Um, and what I also find interesting is then, when the teacher calls on her, her response is to just kind of pick up this backpack and let <laughs> everything fall off onto the floor, right. and walk towards the teacher. Right. Um. And that's also kind of an interesting response. Um. And. You know, there's this thought of, is she, is it a lack of awareness of her surroundings? Is it a
0: yeah.
1: a moment where she's kind of, can't problem solve what to do next? So she just kind of just makes a choice which may or may not be the right choice. Right. Um, is it just an overall disorganization where she just kind of has a lot of clutter around her all the time? Like what's right. kind of going on?
0: Right, yeah yeah i and it's it's I think it's all great points that little little things like um so the the woman playing the the character Madeleine Deutsch is also the woman who wrote the the story um and so I, I don't know but I, I I kind of wonder if she uh planned those things or it, when they were making the movie they were doing certain things to kind of highlight this aspect of kind of like like you kind of get the sense that she's kind of coming together. She's sort of falling apart, like slightly at the seams at all times, but trying mostly to keep it together. And I'm wondering if they 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 kind of did that um, to kind of highlight aspects of that particular character, uh, of her character. And so I, I thought, um, you know, kind of like, we don't know, obviously the movie never kind of says, but, you know, very often in our practices, particularly as child psychiatrists, um, we often encounter folks that have uh, will come to us and say like I can't focus, or I'm having problems getting things done, or you know um, uh, I just can't concentrate. Some variation on that, and that's an incredibly common thing, you know, for us. It's not like it goes away when people get to be adults, or you know, in her case, she's college. It may look a little bit different than it uh, than it would, and say like, you know. A six-year-old or seven-year-old or something like that but i would say you know like for example like uh in your um in the environment in where you work uh carry on like the like the residential kind of facility like how often do, do kids like do you do, do the the kids who are there have like an attention issue of some kind like adhd or something like that
1: Attention's a, a big issue um you know with the the kids that i see i think um the the challenge in child psychiatry is to figure out what the inattention means and i always say that poor attention is a symptom and not a diagnosis it's a lot of as you mentioned a lot of people come and say well i can't focus you know do i have adhd like you might but it might actually be something else too Um, and that's part of why it's helpful to to talk to a professional about the inattention Mm -hmm. um for kids but there's a good percentage of inattention that's due to ADHD, um, but it can be due to other things too. You know, sure. sometimes people um, have a lack of attention because they are actually just paying attention to everything and they can't focus in. So maybe they're kind of vigilant of the room
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then sometimes people... um are lacking in attention just because um, um, of other kind of reasons. Maybe they're they're getting lost in their thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the first step, really, is is figuring out okay, where is it coming from? And so I do see it a fair amount, yeah. but I have to do kind of that full assessment.
0: Yeah, I would say I, I work in a college setting, and so I see it a lot. And just as you had mentioned, I mean, I mean, sometimes it's it's accurate. I mean, when when we when people use that term ADHD, I mean, it's. It's a descriptive term of behavior. It doesn't really tell you what it's from. It's kind of like saying someone has, um, I don't know, congestive heart failure or something like that, or, or you know, or that they're coughing or something. It could be like, yeah, they could have asthma, but they could have like lots of other things too. It's sort of a descriptive behavior, kind of um, uh, conglomeration of different symptoms, and it doesn't really tell you where it's from. One of the things about this particular character that we. We kind of already know a little bit about um, her father um, died. That's as kind of as much as we know at this point. Um, we find out more about that later in the film. But you know, it's, it's certainly really common for folks with longstanding trauma histories to also have um, problems with attention, just because of the way the the nervous system kind of you know uh, adapts to trauma. You know, maintaining vigilance and stuff like that. And if you're trying really hard to stay safe, I mean, it's not really necessarily adaptive to be able to sit and, you know, study something for long periods of time. So um, sometimes that, especially in a development, a developing brain can get in the way. And, you know, so I kind of wonder about that a little bit for her. Um, but uh, certainly, certainly one of, one of the other things sometimes people will um, I, I, I imagine you probably also talk to parents. I mean, parents will say, like, well, they, they can focus just fine when they're playing video games, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of the hyper focus and, you know, kind of thing kind of comes in where she's, she's pretty zoned in on, the, on that picture or whatever she's looking at on her phone. Not so much on the, on the actual lecture. I don't know if you tend to see some of that or talk to parents who have difficulty buying, like their kid could possibly have like any issues with paying attention.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's something that we see all the time is that, well, they can focus when they want to focus. Yeah. <laughs> they can focus if it's something that's interesting. And that's actually one of the, the hallmarks of ADHD, if you will, is that um, if something is highly stimulating or very interesting, um, kids can focus. But part of the problem is that in order for them to focus, it takes, it takes that much effort. It takes something to be very interesting. Um, but if it's something that's mundane, um, then they it has a harder time uh, kind of capturing their interest. Yeah. So that's it's definitely something that we see in ADHD is kind of a little bit of selective attention. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it's usually something like that, like something like video games or you know, something that's really not academic.
0: Yeah, really engrossing, or just a you know particular class. Like uh, you know, many students I know who have you know have attention problems. I mean, they may be able to focus just fine if it's a class that they really enjoy. Yeah, they're really into but when they're interrupted um they say they're doing it and doing just fine if they're interrupted and, yeah, by something else maybe really really hard for them to get back into it to work yeah. really hard and and so i think that's uh that's another thing that I often see like and I, I do wonder if like when she, when the teacher called on her and it if, if that was kind of responsible for some of the response she had was like it just um it totally breaks the moment. Uh, guess she's in the classroom. The trail, all the trail mix, like dumps all over the thing. Even more, I think, the, even the teacher says, no, I'll, I'll clean that up, and she, you know, she's not really aware of it. So um, that's, but I think it's part of the charm of the character and the way that it was written. Um, but also, I think it's pretty accurate. I think in a depiction of of how someone like that may be. Obviously we don't know, you know, we, we don't we, we we haven't talked to Izzy. We're just making behavioral observations, you know. Uh, and we'll see more of that, you know, in, in, in other uh other minutes. I don't know if there's any other thoughts you had, Karen about
1: it. Yeah, the only the other thought I had was um there is, you know, something else that we see and, and ADHD, but sometimes even with people that have had, you know, a trauma like she had the loss of a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I don't think we know what age she was at when that happened, mm-hmm. but it seemed you know it happened when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that kind of that disorganization. Mm-hmm. That you know sometimes we think about ADHD and we think of it just as attention, but we sometimes also see that dysfunction in um, how to kind of organize your space. and how to solve problems, that's all affected in ADHD as well, um, and sometimes in trauma. So um, just to say that those are some of the things we look for when we're trying to decide what's going on is not just attention, but also their overall functioning and planning and organizing. And we can see some of that actually play out in this scene.
0: Right. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it'll come out in some other scenes too. Tell us where we, where folks can go to find your show. Uh, um, so, I, if they listen, if they live in the Boston area, and they can pick up the radio station. Um, where, what, what station can they go to listen to?
1: So, it will be on 98.1 FM, the Urban Heat. And if they want to listen to it online, um, they can go to heat981fm.com.
0: Gotcha. Also, I think on Facebook. I've seen it on people.
1: So I um if yeah. you if you go to my Facebook page, which is at Dr. Carrianne D-R-K-E-R-R-Y-A-N-N, I um, I do post uh, the 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 Facebook live stream of it um on my Facebook page and then sometimes I later post clips and other things. So you can definitely go to my Facebook page and and find it there as well and, and Instagram as well.
0: Gotcha. Well I'll put links in the show notes for this particular episode, like your Instagram and um those other things that uh, a little description of like where where you can go and listen to the show well thank you so much Carrie Anne, for coming on Uh, please come back if you so desire and we'll see you next time on another minute
1: anytime Mm -hmm.